Entrepreneurs are not those who build without fear. It is those who build in spite of fear. They nurture and train their internal voices by acting on inspiration and taking pride in not only the results of their crucible, but the trials and tribulations of the journey themselves. Now let's hear some lived experiences from Andile and Liso. Through this podcast, we seek to create a space, a space of refuge for entrepreneurs taking their first few steps into the severe test and trial that is entrepreneurship. The Crucible, a podcast by Andile and Liso. Welcome back to The Crucible Podcast. This is still Liso and I'm still joined by Huandile and we are on episode 9. We've, we started this platform, we really wanted to share thoughts and experience and expertise and get uh, people to understand some of our perspectives and hopefully build community of best practice sharing and people who want to uh, educate each other and coexist. And, uh, you know, it was a bit difficult uh, in the first few episodes of the podcast, you know, standing uh, or rather sitting, looking at the mic and speaking to what would be an imaginary audience at that, which I think really brings us to the topic at hand today, which wants to speak about the state of mind or rather the psychology of entrepreneurship. Here we really want to talk about to say yes, entrepreneurship is, you know, uh, in this, uh, when you study at an institution of higher learning or high school, whatever the case may be, you know, you are more in the economics and management sciences or, or commerce, you know, Bachelor of Commerce. But today we want to talk about, you know, the mental part of it and the head state or head space you need to be in as an entrepreneur and, and what you, you, you go through at times in your journey of building and creating solutions for human. So it, it's something that's more in the humanity space. I think um, in, in this one, I want to talk about, in fact, I, I think this this topic is, is something that, you know, I don't want to say it's close to my heart, but it's something that pains me quite a lot because it is something that has affected me in many shapes and forms in different ventures that I've either tried, um, you know, conceptualized in my head, maybe gone on to register, um, uh, gone on to have a few kickoff calls with some of potential partners, but somewhere, somehow, you know, my headspace, my mentality was saying, this thing is not really going to work. You are not capable of doing this. And at times even looking at my partners and saying, no, even these people are not capable of doing this. They don't have the answers. They don't know what they're doing. And it's kept me from, you know, from starting for a very, very long time. I think topic to talk about, to say, what is the headspace? that you need to be in for you to not only start, which is the most, I think, difficult part. I, I remember I was having a chat earlier today with some of my mentees and I was saying the most difficult part of this journey, according to me, is to start getting the courage to start. 
And that is why it's so important once you start to try as far as possible to keep moving, whether you are moving in small steps or small strides or you are moving at speed, to keep moving. Because once you stop completely still and you lose your momentum, it's almost impossible for you to again kickstart the same venture. You would need to have some sort of you know injection, whether it's from um, current partners or you'd need other external uh, activities uh, you know in what would I say a power short of sort to get you into you know the, the mindset to say I was young back then I can do it now so this topic is really about those things to say which mental state or head frame do you need to be in to run an entrepreneurial venture whether you are looking to solve social issues, whether you are looking to solve environmental issues, or whether you are looking to solve um, purely economic issues uh, within the ecosystem or within the world that we live in. But what is your head state today? I'm in a space where I'm, I'm, I'm the let's rock guy let's let's keep moving let's keep going let's keep pushing let's work you know that that's sort of my my mantra nowadays yeah I, i think i'm in a pretty good space and to lean on what you've started with that element of starting once i got over that hurdle and and yeah once i got over that hurdle i was then able to keep that momentum you know in, in one of the sessions that we had uh, at work, I think it was yesterday or the day before, one of the contributors and, and colleagues said, strike while the iron's hot. If you're able to start, it's very, very, very important to keep going. So where am I now? I'm a let's work person. Um, I'm a let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. But it wasn't always that way. There are numerous ventures and each one requires you to focus on it and be in that journey mentally i'm not i'm not sure if that makes sense but for instance the vigor and enthusiasm that i had when i started an agricultural venture with my mom did not spill over into the ed tech solution that I came up with with my friends I had to recondition myself and make sure that I'm I need I needed to fight to say yes I've done agriculture you know I grew up being exposed to the agricultural space you know you know and I I can tell stories about that but now when we're going into ed tech one I've never taught anyone anything or at that stage I'd never taught anyone anything I've never studied anything related to the sciences, IT, information sciences and the likes, you know, and, and, and I thought to myself, who am I? What, what, what do I know? What do I bring to the party when I look at all of my co-founders? And it was a difficult hurdle. So it wasn't that I've started this. I can now come and, and push on to this. You know, I needed to recondition myself. I needed to convince myself all over again that I'm capable of doing this. I have the ability. I have the skill set. 
And more important than anything, I'm willing to learn such that I can progress in this in this space. And for me, there's, there's three really important things. The one we've spoken about quite a bit already, which is starting. You know, once you can get over that hurdle of starting, that, that's a major victory from my personal experience psychologically. The second one is when you start to hit the brick walls. When you start to hit the brick, that's a different mindset. You've started already. You've made a couple of sales. Or even if you haven't made sales, maybe you've got a few people that are interested in your product, in your service, people that start asking questions, you know, people start sharing, but you hit this brick wall, you know, you, you, you're still on zero sales or you're still on a um, hundred rands worth of sales or a thousand rands worth of sales. How do you then break down that wall? Um, you know, and, and the longer that you in that period of, what is the word? I'll use stagnation for, for lack of a better word. The more I think they call it the value of death. Yes, the the value of death. You know, the more or the longer you're there, the more I'm not sure if it's the more or the less. The more you start not to believe in yourself, or the less belief you have in yourself. You know, and and you start to doubt yourself, and a lot of times, having worked with quite a lot of entrepreneurs over the last couple of years. That is where some people start to vanish, lose hope, give up, etc. So that that for me is another, and it requires a different psychology, you know. And and as I said before, for me, with each venture, I I need to condition myself for that particular venture, even though the stages or the the life cycle is the same. I need to recondition myself. And, and and there, for me, what's really important in terms of headspace is to really consciously try to be all about solutions in that space. Um, you know, there are people that will tell you all the reasons why something won't work. And in that particular value, in that value of death, it's important to be nimble, be agile, be solution driven. And, 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 you know, they say think outside the box, but really think outside the box, not just because people, but think about ways that you can overcome all of these different walls that are holding you in. And I think from a headspace point of view, this, the third point on this would be persistence, consciously waking up every day and persisting with that goal, sticking with that vision. And I think also with each task, you know, you can bring it down to the task to say this task, I will see it through. You know, if I can't get it done, I'll go and ask for help or or whatever the case may be, but be persistent and stick with the process. And, And for me, those are the three things that I can share from my personal experience and you know, sometimes you 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 might not have cracked it. So I, I won't really say you know I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and burnt it. Because for for me, with each venture, I've spoken about two ventures. This is a different venture with the podcast. You know, for me again, you know, I needed to sit and go through that. You know, 
process of having to start. You know, we start, um, we bought mics, and, you know, we, we said, no, we'll record, um, we'll record, we'll record, up until a point we actually just basically dragged each other and forced each other to start, you know. And even once we had started, you know. Oh, I had a glitch. Yeah, and, and, and we, we really had to try and crawl out of that valley. And I, I feel now we are in a good space, you know, we, we've got a groove going. And, and that's all part of that journey that, that we speak about. Um, and, and funny enough, uh, when we think about this podcast, you know, we, we, we spend some time asking each other, you know, what are some of the things that we need to speak about? You know, um, do we need to bring guests on? You know, are we qualified to speak on some of these things? What if we don't have enough depth or content, you know, and, and you start to doubt yourself, you know, and, and, and you feel like, you know, maybe I'm an imposter. Maybe people will pick up that I'm not an expert on this thing. And, and I don't know, maybe you can share your experience um, with this and other ventures. Ooh, imposter syndrome. It's something that has hit me in each and every space that I've been in from transferring high school to primary, getting there and, you know, the culture's a bit different, the accents are a bit different and you begin to tell yourself, perhaps I don't belong in this space. How did I get in? How did I get accepted? I mean, at that point in time, I think it's something that in the little research that I've done about imposter syndrome that actually is highlighted by, by most guys who speak on the matter. And they say that more often than not, people who feel imposter syndrome, who feel as though they don't belong, as though they don't have the necessary expertise, don't have the necessary attributes to be in that space, more often than not, they are above average or actually experts in that space. And I think looking back, even on that matter, primary school, going into high school, I felt like I didn't belong. However, I was the student that was, you know, the highest male aggregate from my primary school. So in terms of, you know, uh, when you looked at all the boys, I was second to the girl, but we looked at all the boys at the primary school, I was the best boy and there were other boys that were you know at the school at the high school that I had went to primary school with but somehow somewhere I felt like I didn't belong I remember the first time I played senior football as a 16 year old playing in the regional football team you know on the field I would feel like don't pass the ball to me don't pass the ball to me they'll actually take the ball from me, I'll mess up, the opponent will score, and everyone else will see, uh, the, the whole community that's full at the community stadium will see that as a 16-year-old, I'm actually not good enough to be here. I don't know how I'm fluking. I don't know how I'm doing the tricks at the training ground. I don't know how I'm winning the ball. I don't know how I'm getting the passes through. Up until... I actually got the ball, did well, and I became a regular for the team as a 16-year-old. 
and you know fast forward to varsity fast forward to my first job fast forward to my first venture and almost all the time i've proved myself wrong to say though you can always look for reasons why you shouldn't be in that space typically when you are doubting yourself is because you have all the attributes and mainly you are a perfectionist or you you know uh, expect more of yourself so in that space you are likely to come in and push the bar and the level a bit higher when you're selected into that space you meet the minimum threshold however you demand a bit more of yourself more than what the public is demanding of you and that is when you begin to feel like an imposter so whenever you feel that way i think it's very important for you to you know begin to um understand that you belong in that space so yeah i think as you'd hear in the background i've got you know a noisy pair of 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 twins and i remember when they were born um i really really struggled seeing myself living with them full time raising them you know being there on those night shifts and you know i i thought god god how am i going to do this and right now fast forward a few years later they've turned two and you know we think we're actually doing a stellar job so you find imposter syndrome in all different walks of life and i think there's there's two things that we we need to know when understand about how we possibly overcome it or at least from my side there's one uh, this one is saying you know frequency uh, is directly uh, correlating with trust because when you've got imposter syndrome or you feel you're not in a good headspace because you don't trust yourself and your your ability to do something however the more times you show up the frequency of which you show up you begin to trust yourself and the frequency of you showing up in those spaces it means other individuals even in those spaces begin to trust you a bit more so for you to get over imposter syndrome in that space you just need to do that you know they say practice makes perfect but yeah it's more of uh, you know practice makes permanent because whatever you're practicing you are then going to build it almost permanently into your psyche to say i'm capable i've done it so many times so again it then comes back to that point of starting let's start doing it and let's repeat it and when something says stop continue because that will create frequency and the more frequent you do it the more trust you are going to have in yourself to be able to do it again so that's the first one that i think is very important and the second one is not learning the second one is not really learning new things but it is unlearning you know unlearning your definitions of certain things is because of at certain times you've got preconceived definitions of okay for me to be able to do this i need to have done this or for, for me to be able to start a certain business i need to have capital for me to have done a certain business i need to have studied a b c d so once you begin to unlearn all those preconceptions to say actually 
some of these guys you know that are coming up you know they are economists and they're all those things um i remember there's a gentleman that was in the news and he says he's never claimed to be an economist but <laughs> not to go into it but um uh, he's mm. really you know um not it and uh but he was able to survive in, in in the space and grow experience and then be able to give what was seen as credible um opinion pieces at the time because one he showed up frequently and therefore began to trust himself in the process and the process and the people around the process began to trust him but even before that he knew what the standard requirements are though there's no statutes but he was saying i'm willing to unlearn to say these are the preconditions and not do that i'm willing to change my definition of what it is required to start i'm willing to change my definition of what is success in this space and those are the kind of things for you that you require for you to be able to to overcome imposter syndrome So I think for me though I still struggle with it uh, quite a lot it's those important two steps to say reaffirm yourself as someone who's having done it before but also unlearn what it means to succeed what it means to fail you know be loyal to I always say be loyal solving the issue or be loyal to starting your business and not be loyal to the how or the process you know you can change tactics as it goes but it's very important for you to always remind yourself that the reason you are starting this is because you're passionate about it and you are capable and whenever you begin to doubt yourself it's because you hold yourself to certain standards and that's one of the affirmations that I have for myself to say every time doubt creeps into my mind is probably because i've got certain standards that are above industry that i'm holding myself to speaking about affirmations can you share somebody I think for me having worked for a little while now with social entrepreneurs and started social ventures myself one of the biggest ones that you know i live by and and that gives me energy and fuel is that my work makes a difference for me that's that's one of the biggest one my work makes a difference my product makes a difference my service makes a difference in someone else's life and i actually track it with the people that consume the product or the service and i have real life testimonies and stories where that affirmation is tested positive if that's even a phrase so for me that is the one and the second one is that there are endless possibilities there's always an option b there's always an option b to the option b if that makes sense you know and 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 for me it comes it comes in handy when or the two affirmations comes in, come in handy when um i've hit that brick wall or i find myself in that valley of death you know 
having confidence um, that I've built something that changes someone's life each time they interact with it. Um, even if it's uh, half a percent, uh, a change is change. Um, and being able to convince myself that there's always a way out um, really keep me going. Um, I can say what other people have said, but I don't think I'll be able to articulate and, you know, feel um, that vigor behind the affirmation. So for me, those are the two biggest ones that have carried me um, and continue to carry me. Um, I mean, I, I was thinking as you were talking about the imposter syndrome, I was thinking about how I learned to speak uh, in public. It was by force, you know, and, and once you had started or once I had started, I then got to a, a point where I, you know, said if I, if I get two days to prepare, I'm going to knock this out the park. Nowadays, I just babble on and on and on and on and on, you know, and, and, and that for me is, is about striking while the iron is hot, you know, and, and, you know, we can share those stories. And, and I hope uh, I've said this before. I hope we, we can maybe one day have a, an opportunity to interact with some of our listeners and, and elaborate on some of these stories um, and, and possibly even share um, affirmations where our listeners share with us um, how they keep themselves going, how they pull themselves out of those valleys. Um, and, and it's an important, um, uh, what is the word? It's an important phenomenon um, for entrepreneurs to have those affirmations for themselves, but also to share. You know, sometimes you listen to people's stories and you hear their affirmations and you think, you know, I've been through something like this, but I never viewed or understood the situation or the scenario in this particular way. And you're able to take that learning and in future when you encounter something of that nature or something similar, you're then able to reaffirm and affirm to yourself that um, I can do this. You know, I've got the expertise. Um, I have, you know, the skill. I have the knowledge, um, you know. And, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's really about once you get started, um, it's much easier to keep going. Um, and, and that's what it's about for me. Um, and, and keeping that uh, solution mindset, um, anything, everything, you know. I, I was chatting to um, a few people about a week ago. And every time, you know, we're talking about a particular topic and every time they say, but what about when this happens? Or what about when that happens? What do you do when someone is like this? What if you are like this naturally? You know, but you... you Dali, where you're like this, this is how God made you. What then do you do? And, and, and they, you know, there were so many reasons why we couldn't do a particular thing. 
um, and my mindset, and I, and I thought about it afterwards, my mindset throughout the conversation was, let's talk about how we solve it. What do we then do? Okay, fine. Um, you're not a natural born public speaker. How then do we solve for that? You've built a product. You're afraid to market it. How then do we solve for that? Um, and, and, and all that comes with starting and reaffirming that, you know, you've got this, you know how to do this, you've done it before, you can do it, the opportunities are endless, um, and that your work makes a difference. Um, and I think that's, that's really what has carried me. Yeah, speaking about a difference, it's very important that you speak to yourself, about yourself, about the difference that you are making and the difference that you'll continue to make in people's lives given a chance i think maybe to jump into that matter of you know there's always you know these negatives and you need to bring in the correct uh, positives i think when we talked about the literature a bit there's there's uh, where uh, in 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 this is marketing seth talks about everyone being correct but you needing to find your tribe so what he says there is, is, is profound. He says, all these people who are giving you reasons why this thing will not work, they, they are probably correct. They are probably correct. However, as you are coming up with all the reasons that it will work, you are also probably correct. And it is at that point in time that you need to look for and find the correct tribe that believes in similar things that you believe in, whether that tribe is your customers so that they can be able to believe in your solution and procure it, or whether that tribe is, as we've spoken about already in, in episode five, is your support networks, whereby you are able to hear these affirmations, you are able to hear these stories which reaffirm to you that it's possible to do it. I think these voices that you always hear in your head they are both correct but it is up to you to make the decision on which one will affect your next move and your next step and how so will it affect it so i think with, with that point it's important for you to really 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 at every, I think my wife does that for me quite a lot. Um, whenever I'm feeling down, she'd recalculate all the achievements that you've done. You know, you've done this, you've done that, you've done that. Not to go on into the achievement, but you've done this before. You've done this and you've done this. And, you know, not many people can say they've done that. And, and, and for me, it always gets me back up and going. So whenever you're feeling down, congratulate yourself. You know, congratulations on completing your degree. Congratulations on completing high school. And many people might think actually those things are trivial, but many people have failed to do it before uh, you. And therefore, those who believe it's trivial, they are correct because for them, it was uh, in their context, it was trivial. But also, those who've never done it see it as a big achievement. So, it's always important that you put yourself in the correct psyche and you remind yourself of all your achievements big or small uh, in terms of your context and it is with that that you'll be able to find energy to start again i know we're coming to the end 
of the podcast which is something that we we want you to start again and if you get a chance jump into our podcast you know start from the first episode the intro get to know us better if you're joining us for the first time and you know really binge and in later episodes we hope to connect with you and um, you know get a feel of your headspace or maybe get to understand how our work has affected you going forward but for now we'll then call it a day evening morning i don't know when you're listening to this podcast but until next time goodbye